Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Manor Park Podcast. This podcast covers rape and pedophilia cases, as well as highlight organizations that make it their mission in this world to fight for children. I appreciate you clicking on to my podcast and listening to these episodes. I also have survivor interviews that I share as well, which can be very graphic and heavy. But it's much needed to be heard in this day and age. Because, like a lot of people, I myself was not aware of how troubling and how deep this issue really was. Until I started hearing survivors and listening to the heinous and horrific things they went through. So thank you for clicking on this podcast and listening to these stories. While I know they're deep and disturbing, we need to know what goes on with the victims and survivors and what they went through. So that we can try to identify the problem. And then we can figure out how to solve the problem. My podcast is not for the light of heart. It's not for the faint-hearted at all. It's not for anybody with a weak stomach. These stories will change you mentally. They will make you question your faith. They will make you wonder, why is it that the systems that are in place do not protect children and do not give justice to survivors? And that's what I want it to do. I want it to make you think. I want it to make you go and be curious enough to do the research as well and to go out there and seek the answers and find the truth to all of this because somebody has to. I myself is just a man who was tired of seeing these babies being harmed and from there it grew and I found out so many different traumas that I never knew existed. So thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you for clicking on this episode. Thank you for supporting me. It does mean a lot, and it's much appreciated. And I'm glad to know that since I've started this journey, there are so many individuals out there that care about protecting children and helping survivors like I do. With that, here's the latest episode. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with Amanda Park Podcast. 
This is going to be episode 65, titled, We Want the Names, Part 2. So, we pick up from where we left off on the last episode, and we continue to talk about the church, we continue to talk about Christianity, and a bunch of other different discussions and subjects as well. And it was it was a good interview. The second part of this interview was a little bit, was just, it was a nice, easy uh, interview. It kind of peeled back the layers to who Amy was, to who I was, to who Sabrina was a little bit more. And we talked about what made us passionate. We talked about some uh, funny things. We talked about some, um, just, just, it was just a general, like, all-around discussion. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think a lot of you will as well. I think you'll get to know Amy a little bit better than what you know her off of from her TikToks and just to know what makes her passionate, right? And this is three different perspectives from three different lives that has walked these paths, and but we all merge together at this point in our lives to this one path, which is fighting to protect children. And I love it. I, I, I adore it because I get to see a lot of different people who are pedophile hunters, who are also uh, survivor advocates, who want to help people and make a change in the world and everything. And it's a wonderful thing when you can see people of just different backgrounds and ways of life just coming together. I will say, though, that Amy's got a special place here on the podcast because, you know what, she's, she's Louisiana born and raised, baby. Yeah. So I can't wait for her to come back to good old Louisiana and everything like that. Come tell us what it was like living up in Yankee land up in the north. <laughs> I know. I had to throw that in there. Sorry, y'all. But no, it was it was a good interview. Uh, the second part of this interview was really good. It was uh, just really getting to know somebody and having that fireside chat. And I, I enjoy those because you learn so much about somebody when you have these kind of conversations. I also will say when you start to listen to the first couple of minutes into this interview... You'll hear me talk about a preacher up in Oklahoma, but I, if I remember correctly, it was either Oklahoma, Arkansas, or Missouri, somewhere in that area. There was a big church, and I didn't clarify enough, so when I re-listened, I was like, oh shit, I even I got confused. So the head pastor of this church found out about the youth pastor being a pedophile, all right? And the head pastor went up before the church. He did like a 15, 20-minute uh like session or accountability, whatever you want to call it. He took accountability for what happened as far as he should have seen the signs. He blames himself. He said, look, you know, I, I he basically said, I've been in, I've been in ministry since the seventies and we didn't talk a lot about these issues when I was first starting out, but that's no excuse. He said he knew the guy and he would meet with him three or four or five times a week. And even he didn't pick up the signs that he was a pedophile. This was somebody they personally knew. And he and he basically gave that as a warning lesson to anybody. Don't trust your kids with anybody around, you know, with anybody that you barely know or don't know. And even with somebody you do know, it's still hard. And he went ahead and hired a like an outside investigator to investigate everything that happened and to figure out how to make better changes for the church. And this is what survivors want to see from Christianity. They want to see people take accountability and make the church a safe place for survivors. 
that's why you don't see, that's why the survivors I talk to, some of them are Christians and some of them are just like, I'll never step foot in another fucking church as long as I live. It's because they've been hurt so much by the church. So I wanted to share that story and show that I'm starting to see, I don't see it all the time, but there at least is some people are waking up and starting to take the accountability like they need to, which is what I think should have been a clear cut example of what should have happened. You know, for when these situations come up, right? When you have a when you have somebody that's in power at the church, or somebody that's just even in the church that are hurting children, you know, to see the church take that accountability, because that's all a lot of survivors want to see Christianity to do, right? Christians in general just do, just take the accountability. It's not that they're saying all Christians do it; they're just they just want to see accountability for once. Don't try to hide these people. Don't try to you know cover it up or anything like that. Don't try to make it hush hush and quiet. This press this this head preacher went out loud and proud and said well not proud but went out there loud and said hey look you know we screwed up i screwed up this is my fault i take the you know i take the blame i take the accountability and that was refreshing because that's what a real leader does you know that's what a real leader in the faith does and so we talk about that we talk about all these other different issues and in the faith and just all everything else in between at the time of the recording we even talked about because this is after that submarine incident that happened a few months ago so this is how long this recording is uh or it feels like a few months ago i don't know how long ago this was but we talked about that submarine deal where the guy had like a logitech uh game controller and was taking people to go see the titanic and, it, and i think it ended up like uh crushing under the pressure or or they ended up losing the submarine yeah, we talk about that. So that's how long ago this uh, recording was. But anyway, look, uh, Amy is just a wonderful individual who just is passionate about protecting children. And I was so glad to have not only her on the podcast, but Sabrina to be there with me and to co-host with me and everything like that. It's a wonderful thing. I uh, just I'm glad to have my heroes on my podcast sometimes and anybody that fights for children regardless of whatever their religion or their politics are, if you're going out there fighting for children, you're a fucking hero to me. I want you to take away the most important piece from this, and that is to use your voices, because they do matter, and they do change people. With that being said, here's the second part of the interview. Love you guys. We were talking about the sexual, uh, basically the they come insurance. in there with... We were talking about insurance, but we were talking specifically about how you know there's shitty people that come in there with. Uh, oh with yeah, care. like think about, like think about, like I know that survivors have, they have this, this talent, they have this insight, they have this incredible ability to sniff people, bad people out. Um, yeah. But a lot of normal people don't have that. So you think about it from the standpoint of. Um, someone who's never encountered child sexual assault or sexual abuse of any kind. And you have a guy come in who, you know, just wants to be a youth pastor or get a start a church or get involved or be a, a soccer coach or whatever, or, or boy scout leader, you know, like they, these people, pedophiles are great at presenting themselves um, and positioning themselves to be, to have access to kids. So I get it from that standpoint. It's like your normal average person may not pick up on any kind of like icky, qualmy things like, oh, you know, maybe we should 
reassess this person. But then again, it's like these people are master manipulators. And so a lot of them are not going to have records that you can go and say, yes, he's definitely a pedophile, you know? So um, I get it from that aspect. It's like the, the churches or the institutions have to protect themselves in some way because they're not always going to be able to sniff it out. It would be nice yeah, if we just had I, like a magic wand and be like, you're a sick fuck. You can't, oh, can I say that? Yeah, you <laughs> can say that, of course. Girl, I've been saying fucking motherfucker the whole time. Yeah, of course you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're right. not going to have that. You know, if I'm sitting there, I can be like, hell no, do not hire this person. Like you, yeah. like Sabrina, you get it, right? Like you, yeah. You can feel these people. You can. There's a. There's something there. You spot them out. Yep. Yeah. And, so and you look, can sniff and, them out. You know. Um, exactly. I mean, and look, and and, and this that. is the, and this is the thing. I mean, when when you know, it's not the fact that they can't. You know that. I mean, look, because you can't prevent some of this shit from happening and everything, especially if they've never been convicted or caught or anything like that, and right. they're not on the registry. But at the same time, it is what. It's what you do when you find out, right? I think that's what Absolutely. a lot of people a lot of people have been hurt by the church by is that when they did find out, they covered it up. I mean, go look mm-hmm. at the uh, so- the Southern Baptist Convention; they had like over seven hundred cases over twenty years. They did just covered the shit up. Uh, the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church, is the biggest one of them all. But I mean, yeah, they're, they're, every denomination has this going on. Every denomination of Christianity, and then there's other religions as well that has this going on as well. I mean, it's just they cover the shit up, and that's what has hurt a lot of survivors. And a lot of survivors will just say, you know what, fuck no, I'm not going to be part of this because I seen what you know Christianity did to me. I seen what you know Islam did. Thing is, is that it's their response and and how they deal with these things. Um, I. I've actually seen on TikTok or on no on on YouTube. Somebody sent it to me. Somebody sent me this. There was a church out in Oklahoma. They hired a a, a guy to be a youth pastor there, right? Typical youth pastor. Uh, he ended up sexually assaulting, I think, a couple of different like fifteen and sixteen year olds, taking them home and everything like that, groping on them, all, all sick shit. What happened was was that. The, the guy was been, has been in Christianity ministry for, like, I think since the 70s. He's never really came across these issues before. Not like, not like where they had somebody that they hired. I mean, he's, he was basically he – put, he put himself out there. Like, he said, look, it's my fault. I, I brought this guy on. I, you know, I met with him, I mean, four to five times a week. We sat. We'd have meetings. We worked together. I would be in be – Bible studies with him and everything like that. We prayed together and this guy fooled me, somebody that I knew yeah. personally inside and out. And he was basically told his church, he said, I, you know, ultimately the, the, the fault comes with me because I was, I'm the leader and I, and I hired him and y'all, and y'all look to me to, to, to look after you. And so he, I mean, this, this pastor went and hired a, an outside investigator uh, who specializes in church abuse cases and stuff like that. They went through and re revitalized every like just redid their whole rules and everything as well he was yeah. and he, I mean, for 20 minutes like i think 20 or 30 minutes he was just telling his entire church what they're going to do and how they're going to do to try to prevent this from happening again and right. how to create more accountability and that's what people need to see but that's yeah that, that's like one time i've seen that right I, I, know, I know they have to have other churches out there that 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 do that or that have done that 
And I have to give them, because I'm not going to broad stroke an entire religion of people. I'm not going to broad stroke an entire community right. of people at all. That's just whether it's in the Christian community, gay community, cop community, uh, you know, anybody left or right. Don't, I'm, I can't broad stroke them all because you're going to have, you know, like Sabrina has said too, where there are children present, there are predators as well. Yeah, so, always. And, always. And I mean, and, and Sabrina, she, she went through the ringer too as a child through the troubled teen industry dealing with religious in, institutions and everything like that. She's seen, like, I tell people best that, you know, Sabrina has seen the, the heinous underside of Christianity, whereas I grew up in a relatively safe version of it. You know, like, I, I didn't see a lot. Like, the worst thing we had when I was growing up in Christianity and churches was like, oh, somebody had an affair. Um, you know, uh, somebody got, you know, somebody's daughter got pregnant, at, you know, that's as a, as a teenager. Like, that's the worst shit I've seen. That, you know, yeah. I didn't. Like we didn't have we didn't have people raping kids where I was at, or at least that I know of. Um, it was just like I, I was relatively safe. And when you get to hear all these different experiences, people like to shut down. You know, like I've seen a lot where Christians get very defensive when you start talking about the church and everything like that. And I they try do. to tell them that they do get very defensive. And I, I understand to a degree if you've been in a church where none of these evil things have happened to you. But I, I got to tell people like. You got to ask yourself, why are people saying the things they say, right? Why are people angry with Christianity? Why do people feel like they're hurt by it so much? Because yeah. it's not like these people just like one one day up and decide and say, you know what? God, I hate you. Fuck you. They don't know. They're not doing it because they hate God. They're doing it because they hate the representation that God has on this earth. That's why they're doing it. And if you have piss poor representation, you know, you're going to have some people that are going to have something to say about it. That's just what it is. Uh, yeah. And I've and I've been, you know I've been able to sit down with people that are very anti-Christian and have a conversation with them and learn from their perspectives and learn what what happened because and then I have an understanding and I have empathy for them because yeah it was wrong what happened to a lot of these people it was wrong what happened to you Amy it was wrong what happened to Sabrina it was heinous it's, it's an atrocity in my opinion and I, I just it broke it broke my heart it broke my heart enough to start speaking up and saying something about it because it needs to be I, known. I would just like to remind people, though, that that is not God representation. <laughs> that is man's representation. Um, because, and, and I grew up in the Catholic Church. Like, people, yeah. and I know the atrocities that happen in the Catholic Church. And I will tell you from a child, um, there were priests that creeped me the fuck out that I would not get near. Um, now I was blessed to live in a community where there was one priest in general, that was probably the one that I was around the majority of my life, who was not a bad person, who was not a pedophile, but yeah. I will dare say that, um, there's one that was in a neighboring parish that was, that is in jail, um, for, for pedophilia. Um, and there was another one that I bet if I hunt him down, that he, if he's not in jail, I bet he has convictions and he's not a priest anymore. And there's, you know, um, things going on because I will tell you that I got the worst vibes from him. And he was at uh, the church that I went to for a very, very brief stint. Um, and we actually stopped going to that church during that time frame, because I kept saying he gives me the creeps and my mom was like, okay, we will not go. And this was our home parish and we didn't go. Um, yeah. We went to another church for a while until they got rid of him. 
transferred him out, whatever, not got rid of him, but you know what I mean. But yeah. I think I think the the big thing is that people are attaching those actions to that religion and to that organization um, in whatever aspect. Like we, it doesn't have to necessarily be Christianity. It could be like the Boy Scouts, you know, like the Boy Scouts still have a very mm-hmm. negative. Uh, why because of because of the you know the shit that went down not and do is there every boy scout leader that i think is a bad person absolutely not do i think the organization as a whole is bad no right but Um, it makes people who've gone through this really hard to trust others why should we trust you we've already had such a bad experience or experience, experience, experience with whatever we went through. Why should like I won't step foot in, in a church unless you're fucking dead in a casket or it's a wedding. I'm not going to church. I have no. Interest. I think. I think that it comes from personal experience, and it right. also I think it also comes from the reaction of that organization. That like when my itself. son was like when my son went to Boy Scouts, I was with him at every everything that was going on. Like if my son's going to do this, I don't trust you. Like I was right there with him learning how to build birdhouses, which I sucked at, you know, (laughs) right there with him. (laughs) Yeah. But no, that's okay. And you have every right to react that way. And, and I totally, I, I can empathize completely um, with people um, in, in those situations. But I, I also think that there, there is a part there that, maybe there's some healing on that person that could still be worked through or it, it was necessarily it probably is connected to the reaction of that institution or that church or that organization because i feel like if there was transparency i think it, for, with- for like me if it was if i went to a church and i went to go say so like my my cousin he is a reverend and a pastor and there's some people i'll talk to about god and religion but only with those people because they understood what i went through and where my fear is so yeah. like for him i was like i might not go to church but i'll listen to if you do like um a sermon that's online that i could stream and then like, kind of like baby steps i think when you yeah. have a church that's acknowledging yeah that i'm so sorry you went through that that is horrible instead of like most churches when you tell them they sleep in the rug or their favorite line is well that's not a that wasn't god but these people are using god that's you're missing it's going above their head they absolutely are they're using that institution yes organization yes as yes yes i am acting on god's behalf when Mm -hmm. in reality they're not and that's why i think think for us if we had churches yeah if we had churches that were like understood what we went through and acknowledged that instead of most of the churches just sweeping under the fucking rug like i watched this one tiktok about this guy who called out a pastor for raping his wife when she was 15 and everyone's like well go ahead pastor it's okay everyone everyone messes up are you fucking kidding me like you know wait 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 hold 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 the fuck what in the chicken fry yes i have to go back and fight Everyone, everyone messes everyone up. Makes, everyone makes mistakes, is what they said. Everyone okay. makes mistakes. Rape ain't yeah, no that's, fucking that's mistake. That's a hard Thank no you. For Gr- me. Grooming, that's a grooming hard a no. child is not a mistake. Like that is a wealth. Children make mistakes. Adults make decisions. Yes. That's, that's well true. put. That's that well fucking put. Absolutely true. Children make mistakes. Adults make decisions, and that's 
and that's what I'm talking about the transparency thing. Because if people if people respond in that way, I would be like, hell no, there's no way in hell, right? You, I'm getting near you. We're associating, or you're getting near my child. Um, and that's why I think transparency is so important. And if the church was open about accepting the responsibility for it, and then also saying, hey, here are the steps that we're taking. Um, to try and prevent as much or any future abuse as possible, you know, and that I think that that is what is lacking in a lot of these organized religions is that that's not happening um, to people. So, I mean, I still am very much practicing Catholic, even though I know, um, you know, the pockets of what has happened. But yeah. I also, my children go to a Catholic school and I volunteer at that school. And I know that the steps that they take now, as far as wanting to volunteer, they do background checks on anyone coming into the school. You do, there's a, a sexual assault, sexual abuse safety course that you have to take every six months. Um, you know, and, and I feel, and these are things to me, it doesn't teach me anything, but it's because I already know everything and I've <laughs> been through certain training. But to the layman's person, I feel like this is actually a good step. Now, would I ever just leave my children in the care of um, a random priest or, you know, any, uh, um, any person of the clergy team? No, absolutely not. I would not. I would never do that. Um, do I yeah. still take them to church every Sunday? Yes. But it's me monitoring those situations. And if there are people that I ever feel uh, uncomfortable around, you better believe that I am going to say something about that. You know, there's a reporting system in place and I'll stay on it. But, um, but I can totally understand from the other aspect of why people feel uncomfortable because the transparency is not there. The ownership of the mistakes are not there um necessarily and and I get it I get why people have such and and I feel like you have a right to feel that way you know and you have to do what makes you ultimately feel safe and for different survivors it's gonna look vastly different so well put I will say though that um you know I, I I might not participate in the organized religion of Christianity but there's some values I've learned from the Bible right like especially from Jesus. Like yeah. I, I, and I'm glad that I stepped away from the church. I'm glad that I stepped away because it was a lot of religious conditioning that I was taught. And that was not, in my opinion, that was just not healthy to be able to reach out to people, to be able to connect with people. Like I've connected with heathens and pagans and witches and Satanists and all kind of other freaking people in this world who are about protecting children. And if I'd yeah. allowed my face, to, if I'd allowed that conditioning to, to, stay a hold and everything i don't even think me and sabrina would be friends at all you know like because it was so much i see it all the time with what i call baby christians uh people that are just recently saved and everything they feel upon themselves to go and and basically shove christianity down everybody's throats and you know like and everything they do is wrong like everything the, the person they're talking to is wrong and everything like that i see it all the time and I just take a step back and just, you know, I, I just listen to people. I, I, I love them. And, and I'm so grateful that I've gotten to break out of that and to be able to connect with people on a deeper level. Um, because I was taught all my life, don't associate with he, heathens and pagans and, 
and uh, witches and everything like that, because they're going to corrupt your faith and all that. And you're going to go to hell and burn for all of eternity and everything. And I'm like, why? Why can't, you know, I mean, <laughs> hell. brainwashing. Yeah, it, it really was. And I'm like, because I'm sitting there reading the same Bible they're teaching me. And I'm going, well, Jesus just hung out with a bunch of drunks and I know. brawlers Jesus would not and, do that, and prostitutes. So I don't know why people teach people that like that's insane it, it is i mean like i mean hell he had, he had a he had a former prostitute following him around for three years of his ministry i mean hell he washed her feet and everything for you know for god's sakes i mean it was i mean she washed his feet with her tears and everything i mean it's like no uh people what i want to say is I like to call people, those people the stuck-up Christians, and those are the ones that I have no respect for. And they come in all um, in all religion, organized religion. They really do. You find them everywhere. And those are the people yeah. that I stay far, far away from because – and I mean, and I, I – it's funny because I had a conversation with my mom the other day about, like, I am very still much – very much practicing Catholic. But you know what? There are a lot of Catholics that I would never invite to my table. I would invite atheists to my table before I would invite certain Catholics because they are stuck up. They are the most anti-Jesus um, people in, in, that I've ever met in my life. And I'm just like, I, that's not, they are missing the whole point. Those are the ones that just go to church on Sunday, but they don't actually um, live in their faith. Um, yeah. Because and I mean, Jesus I wouldn't do that, you know, like, I don't judge people at all. I don't care if you believe in God, you don't believe in God. I don't care if you're a good person, then, you know, that's really all that matters to me. So it's, yeah, I think I, organized I, religion in general, <laughs> a lot of people. Has ruined, just, oh, it, yeah, it, it, really it's ruined so many yeah. people. And, yeah. I, you know, the way I look at it with things in life and everything, I love people, right? And I got to a lot of this love too from not only my wife, but from, you know, from the lessons I learned from reading about Jesus. I mean, he was a social radical. I mean, he really was. He went against the grain. I mean, the Pharisees were the modern day church. I mean, that's who he fought against. That's who he went against. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't go and subscribe to their way of thinking. He went against what they, what they were teaching people. And he died ultimately from, from it because he was waking people up and he was waking right. them up through love and it was a revolution. And I mean, it, it look, and whether people want to believe that that happened or not and everything, that's fine. I don't know. I, I can't tell you hundred percent certainty if Jesus is actually real, if he was on this earth or not, or if God is real. What I can tell you is though, is that there are good lessons to learn from that, from what, from what mm -hmm. the teachings were, even though our Bible has been re been rewritten hundreds of times out throughout history, there are still some things to take away from, right? Like do yeah. unto others if you want others to do unto you love people, you know, fully lay down your life for those that you love. I mean, those are things that anybody of any background or way of life can, can subscribe to, you know? Um, I mean, even, even related to what we do, Jesus even said that anybody that harms a child, it's better for them to throw themselves, you know, tie a millstone around their neck and throw themselves into the sea. I mean, yeah. e even Jesus, Jesus, Jesus hated, Jesus hated child abuse so much that he told people it's better for you to kill yourself than to harm a child. Right. Now, you know, that's somebody that I can that, that I can listen to and everything and subscribe to. Um, am I going out there praying in tongues and praying over people and everything and doing missionary work? No, I'm not, no. because a lot of it is tied into money 
A lot of it has been corrupted over years and everything like that, but I still think there's values to be held in place uh, that you can learn from it. Now, am I going to go? I think you're doing missionary work in a different way, though. I think people misinterpret that. Mm -hmm. People are that you have to go overseas and tell them about Jesus. Like I've met, I worked with a guy who lived in Africa and came over here to the States to go to college and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, it was so funny over there that you would have these Christians coming over here from America, trying to tell us about Jesus, but we've been known about Jesus. Like we don't need you. Like, you know, like help us build a well. Yeah. 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 I think, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of propaganda in that, honestly, um, because I feel like, you're there are people that are doing the lord's work that don't even believe in the lord but he is a he they are a vessel for him um because they're they are good people and they are and god is present in their work and they don't even know it and they may not acknowledge it but i feel like i see it every day and it doesn't have to be on this grand scale of oh my goodness look at me i'm posting a facebook selfie because Mm -hmm. i'm in africa doing this blah 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 no you you're doing the Lord's work. Um, yeah, in I'm other a, ways, you know. Yeah, I'm posting. Uh, I'm posting pictures about Gary Ploche killing Jeffrey. Du- you know, Jeff Doucette at the at the Baton Rouge Airport. I'm posting. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm making posts saying that hey, ped- uh, pedophiles, make sure you have sunflower seeds in your pocket so when you get put in the ground, <laughs> something good will come out of you for once in your fucking life. You know, like that's and the type of work that, I do. And, and then there's the me Lord over here, gets. like. Then there's me over here, like, um, for everyone who's mad about the submarine memes, keep that same energy the next time you see a teen die in the troubled teen industry or the next child goes missing. Is that not insane? Yes. Is that not insane? Yes. Children are being raped every single day, and you're getting mad at these billionaires that went on a submarine suicide mission. I was floored by the hype around that i did not what did i miss here i have no yeah. idea what i right. missed and then not to mention the lack missing. of the lack of um you know research on their part because i am so desensitized as fuck when it comes to death like when i was in the programs amy they would literally be beating a girl or a boy and you'd have to stand there at attention it's the same shit that they use in 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 war against war prisoners the same type of treatment and you have to stand there at attention act like it's not fucking going on so i understand i'm desensitized as fuck i don't need no one to tell me this i've been to therapy i done know okay but i've 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 experienced a lot of death but i've only cried when two people have died one one of my clients that passed away with developmental disabilities that i cared for for 10 years i loved him very much that took me out and then somebody else that had passed away but other than that like my own mom I, i just didn't even like nothing like you know but she abused the fuck out of me so I, it's not that i'm just this desensitized and uh, and and a uh, lack of empathy for human life that's not it but these people were not like these great good people other than i feel so bad for that 19 year old boy and they did not understand like read the research he did not want to go on that trip and he his dad yes that's and his dad so said it's father's day now th- me as a mom i would have told my husband if you want to be foolish then you go be foolish by yourself i'm up in the life insurance policy have a good time hope nothing bad happens but okay but my son's staying with me 
you know where was his mom why was you not like because me i'd be i'll throw down with a man i'm five foot two now but baby true. my attitude is six foot three you ain't taking my son down there <laughs> it could have been a cultural thing too right oh yeah and i and i even thought that because when i that was the only thing that i was really upset about when i read that the boy did not want to mm-hmm. go he had expressed um, concerns and he was uncomfortable with it, mm-hmm. what it could be a cultural thing. Right. You know, and I don't know this the family situation. I don't know where the mom was or whatever, but I could see how, you know, or I could see how even as a child wanting you don't to want to disappoint. Father, yes. Yes. You know, like yeah. this is what we're ingrained. We want to make our parents proud. Um, you know, so it's like I get it. But that that I hope that boy was cussing really his sad. daddy out the whole way down. Oh, I hope he was cussing them out and packing whatever they talk. Oh man, yeah, because uh, yeah, when I read about that and everything like that, I, I, the 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 most fucked that up part I read about too. Yeah, the, the most fucked yeah, up like like what in the fuck moment I had with that was like going, they were using a fucking Logitech game controller to control that fucking submarine. Like what the fuck? This isn't man? fucking Sims. What the yeah, fuck? This, yeah, this yeah, this ain't Xbox, man. This is like yeah. you, you, you're going with, with with thousands and thousands of pounds of pressure in a metal tube to go look at the freaking Titanic. I mean, the, you would think the you think the equipment would be a little more sophisticated than that. But look, I'm I'm not well versed in submarine travel. I've never been in a submarine. Right. I never even been on. I never been in in a, in a declassified submarine at a museum. Okay, so I don't know what all entails. I I would figure the the uh, technology be, would be a little more sophisticated than a thirty dollar game controller from walmart you know uh that's just me but uh apparently that was okay to go with that uh but no like yeah you know the one thing i was upset about too was that there's like over eight hundred thousand kids missing from foster care nobody mm-hmm. bats a fucking eyelash on that yeah but yet no. you got but, and but nobody wants to talk about it into this you yeah. dump yeah. money into this that's what is mind-boggling to me this is where ego is involved. These people I post were just so... after the fame and notoriety of, oh my goodness, we saw the Titanic. That's what this was about. I have yeah. posted Honestly. so many petitions to help get programs that are harming and hurting and abusing children on the Trouble Teen industry on my Facebook to try to get. And I've got over 2,000 followers on my Facebook, which I know that's not like a bunch, but it's a lot when you or thinking about social media on Facebook and then they have followers, you know, and I'm like, Hey, please sign this share read. And then they don't. And I'm like, why do I have one share? One solid share from Jeremy Bigner. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's nobody else out there. You hear my story. What the fuck? But you're mad that I'm posting memes. Fuck you. Get wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that is, that is something amazing to me too, because I've experienced this as well. I shared this with Sabrina. I will post about these stories. I'll post about the episodes. I will post about some heinous things that have happened and no likes, no, barely any likes or shares or anything like that. But the but moment I post like, a, it though. yeah, yeah. And, but, and, and yeah, and there are people watching it and then I'll post about, um, Oh, Hey, look, look at me going on, on this cruise on vacation, hundreds of likes, hundred, mm-hmm. you know, shares, even comments, everything like that. It's like, what the fuck? We are not the same y'all. Right. Like, so, that, like, Here's one thing that I have noticed, though, and again, this is me playing devil's advocate, um, and I'm not okay. agreeing with it. I don't like no. it, um, but I have so many views on things that I post on Facebook um, that is disproportionate to what it should be versus the likes. However, 
I've had so many people reach out to me privately and say, thank you for sharing this. Thank you for saying this. Thank you for being so passionate about protecting children. And it's not, I feel like there are so many people out there that are not, they don't have the intestinal fortitude that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that they don't want to have it, but there are reasons unknown to us um, or, you know, they're afraid of being judged or they're afraid of this and they're afraid of that. And I'm not saying that it's right. Um, but I think that there is a level of, um, there, when it comes to petitions, though, you can sign up anonymously. God damn it. Like, come can, on. Can, like, can you, though? Also, yes, yes, they do. Because we use this one, um, change.org. You can put yourself down as anonymous, but still support. Make sure, make sure you put that it's anonymous, though. Because yes. I know a lot of people are just afraid to say something. They're afraid of, like, yeah. um, to put their name attached the to it. They're, yeah, they are. They're afraid of, like, you know, because I'll be honest, if I was still working, at, you know, the company that I used to work for, which I'm not going to say who it was. Um, but, and I worked there for 12, over 12 years. If I was still working there, I would not be able to be the person that I actually am today. I would not be able to be vocal and do these things because mm-hmm. of the, because of the professional ramifications that I would experience. Yeah. Um, from that, you know, and from alienating a whole client base, potentially. Um, so I get it from that standpoint. Um, That's a different perspective. Me. I never really look yeah. at it that way, though. So like five yeah. years ago, if you'd met me in a bar, I would say everything I'd say to you right now to your face. But if you would look at my social media, you would never know I felt this way. Gotcha. Um, There's a lot of people like that. And I know that. And there are a lot of people that I used to work with that when they see me, they have these conversations with me, these private personal conversations. And they tell me how much they appreciate what I'm doing, but they cannot support me publicly on a Facebook platform. If that makes sense, you know? Yeah, it, it, it does. Uh, like I, 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 I understand that a lot more uh, fully because I, so what the, the, the outpour of love that you get privately is on like maybe Facebook and everything like that. I get that on TikTok, and, and but I'll but also get it. I also get people who publicly support it as well. Like I get on both ends, and that's why like I made a post the other day because I did get a little emotional because I've seen this outpouring of love the last couple of weeks, especially from survivors that are just like, thank you for what you do. I appreciate what you do. I wish more men were like you and everything. I'm like, yeah, you wish more men were like me. If, uh, uh, you know, a truck driving foul mouth chucklehead who's a little violent. Okay. But no, but like, I, and, 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 and I joke with them like that. Toxic masculinity. But, yeah. Right. Um, but no, it's like, if, if I were to be any kind of example for men, I would like to be the bare, the, just the bar, you know, the bare, the, the bare minimum example. Mm-hmm. I think that I shouldn't be the exception. I should be the, um, the not the exception, but the, uh, but the bare minimum, but the bare minimum of what a man should be as far as when it comes to protecting children. I think there are far I better agree, men out there. I agree with you, but I also want to say that it, but I would say that what you're doing right now, hopefully will impact society on the long term. Like what we're all doing right now will hopefully change society's views so that, society doesn't um 
you know, have these backlashes on people for speaking out. You know, that's yeah. my hope one day is that things will change and so that people are not afraid to speak their mind on certain, but right now, you know, they are. So props to you for doing that because thank you. you, you are hopefully, and I think that you are making an impact and making a positive change. And, you know, that's what we're ultimately working towards. Um, well, I know, I mean, I have personal stories as well. Um, I did share one because it, it, it made me cry. I was at the, uh, me and my wife were working out one night. We went to go eat a, at the local IHOP and everything. And there's a waitress over there that we've met, young lady. She, you know, old enough to be my daughter and everything like that. And she has a child of her own. She, um, and she listens to the podcast and everything. Love her to death. She's a sweetheart. And she told me, she told me and Ainsley the other day, um, or, month or two ago was that um she was in a possible domestic violence situation like her partner was showing the, sh the signs of domestic violence putting holes in the wall and everything like that hollering cussing screaming to, you know just being a being a fucking dick to her and she was scared for a while of it and then she started listening to my podcast started seeing my, my videos and everything it gave her the courage to to get up and leave and you know you know and like be able to protect her and her child and she told me she said i wouldn't have been able to do it if i hadn't heard your podcast or seen your you know seen your videos on tiktok and i'm like i it just it, it floored me because it really you know because i had a conversation with ainsley about that too i was like it's like what why, what are you getting out of this what are you why are you doing this and i tell i told her i says because if i can at least help one person then it's fucking worth it. All, it was worth, it's worth all the sleepless nights. It's worth the night terrors. It's worth the, you know, the rage and it's worth everything that what I feel and go through uh, with these stories and everything, it was worth it. And then I've had other people come up, you know, come to me privately and tell me, you know, I want to be an advocate because of you. I want to, you know, I, I, I see the problem that's going on and I want to, I want to do something as well. So it's speaking up does help encourage other people. It, it gives them that fire that they it need. It empowers other people so much. Yeah. Um, and I bet, and I will dare say that there are people that both of you don't even know that you've impacted in positive ways. And, and I think that that's what is truly important is that we have a reach that we aren't even aware of. You know, we're yeah. empowering people. We're giving people um, hope. We're giving them, you know, strength. Um, and, and that's what is the most important thing. That, those little impacts are ultimately going to continue to change and have ripple effects i believe in positive yeah. ways so i mean i had i had a guy i had a uh, follower of my friend of mine a mutual i'm with on there that uh, i speak to on i dm him all the time uh one day I, I made a post about uh you know mental men's mental health and my you know my my attempted suicide story and everything and he said you know I saw that video and I, I, I was right before I was right before I saw that video, I was, I was going to kill myself that day and I didn't do it because I saw, you know, wow. what, I could, what I, what I could become. I'm like, he's referring to me as far as like how he sees me. And it's such a, it's such a surreal and, and mind boggling thing for what I went through in life and what I was and what I used to be and how violent I used to be. And to see somebody be inspired to want to be like me, it's like, it, like I, I can understand the bigger creators out there. They're like, you know, I'm just a guy, you know, and, and I'm just a regular person. And it, I understand what they feel now. Uh, it's just because of these interactions I have with people and that they, you know, they feel inspired. They feel like they can keep continuing on in this fight or that they can start 
to be in this on this path and this fight and heal and and help others along the way. And that's all I wanted to do was just show survivors out there that, you know, I, I care and that there are other good people out there that actually do care and they just don't know how to go about it because I didn't either. You know, it, it took me 35 years of seeing these stories and hearing story like eventually after you know a year of just hearing story after story after story and listening to what people went through before I finally said you know enough's enough I'm not going to keep sticking my head in the sand I'm going to do something and that's what, how it all just started I just started making steps one one in front of the other and that's and a lot of us did the same way Sabrina did you are you know you've done yeah. it as well I mean we, we all just said you, you know because it ain't like nobody's coming up here to mentor us it's not like, you know, we, we, we learn from, you know, say, Hey, come here and I'll show you how to be an, an, an advocate or an activist. Like we, it's something you want to do. And then you learn from right. other people who've been doing it for a while and you get in contact with people, you network, you, you talk to people, you realize that there are a lot more people in common with you. And I'm so grateful that I get to know so many wonderful individuals such as yourself, such as Sabrina. I mean, I, hell, I call Sabrina my sister. She's family to me. Like, like she stuck with me. Like that's my sister. Fuck it. We ride and die. All right. We, yep. we, we ride or die on this bitch. I didn't have good brothers growing up. Like funny story. Uh, I just found out like, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, my uh, brother-in-law sent me a text says, Hey, heads up. Chris is out of uh prison. He's looking for a place to stay. He can stay the fuck over there. He done enjoyed the white supremacy group and forgot that his sister was half black. Nope. You ain't coming over here. Stay with me. Nah. You know what I mean? I didn't have brothers that protected me. They were all in and out of jail, juvie, you know, even my sister, you know, worried about themselves. And then, you know, I'm over here doing great in life. And then they kind of were like, well, what can we get up from her? They're users. So to have someone who fills that big brother role of a protector and, um, a, a, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have that before. So it's like I'm creating my own family. You know, I didn't get to yeah. be born with a good family or even having a good adoptive family. <laughs> you know, I got let down twice. So I was like, you know, when I become an adult, I'm taking control of my life and who I'm surrounding myself, you know, around and who protecting my energy and my peace. Yeah. And I'm grateful to be a part of that. I'm grateful to be a part, like to know y'all, to know both of y'all. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very blessed. You know, like I think Bob Marley said it best was that, uh, there are some people out there that are so poor, yet they have all the money in the world. You know, I don't have riches and, 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 and glory and everything like that. My riches are not through or my riches are not through money. It's through the people that I know and the love yeah. that I've seen and given to people and have given it back. And I'm very fucking grateful for it. Um, I'm grateful for the, this journey that I've been on because I got to meet. I've, I've met. And I'm still meeting so many wonderful individuals. And they're from all different walks of life. I get to learn different perspectives. I get to learn about things that I never knew about. Like, I didn't know about the trouble teen industry, Amy. Like, I didn't know shit about it. And I met Sabrina on a here. A lot of people don't know. So. Yeah, and it's so rare. And it's just and it's just like it's rare for people to, to find individuals like yourself that are, you know, that are talking about these issues, too. And I'm grateful that you that you use your voice and that you, you know, you, you, you're out there speaking against these things. And I mean, I remember, I think... I came across you, Amy, on you made a post that was an, it was anti pedophile post. And I was like, oh, yeah, like and then I go on your profile and I see, start seeing you speak on these issues more. And I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely a follow. And then we just interact from there. And then, you know, seeing people on their journeys and everything like that and then get to talk to them on the phone and get to have these one on one conversations and get to learn so much about people. It, it, it 
it's, it's such a deeper thing than just, you know, like I tell people, y'all more than just an episode to me because it, right. it, y'all really are, you know, like I have immense respect. Like my heroes aren't these Hollywood celebrities. My heroes are people that are fighting for protect children, such as yourself, uh, such as, um, you know, hell, like uh, Charlie Mosley or old foul dude or JD delay or, uh, Hannah, you know, even Hannah Kay and TikTok advocate and, uh, just, uh, badass survivor. And, and like all these people that I've seen on TikTok. I mean, the cult of chippy people, I love them people with a fucking passion, you know, yeah. them, 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 them crazy, them crazy ass people. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love them. They are, they, they are my, they are my cup of that. That's my jam, baby. I love, I love all them on like scrappy and camp mama and Wilsonator and all these, I mean, just all these people that a lot of people who are listening, don't even know who the fuck I'm talking about. Baby. Yeah. Because guess what? Some of my listeners aren't on my TikTok, so they don't know who the who these great individuals are. And I, I, I just, they're my heroes, you know? Like, I, I mean, fuck Chris Hansen. I mean, shit. Like, it's just, that's who I, that's yeah. who I look up to, you know? It's like, fuck, you know? Like, I don't know. I didn't know where I was going with this point. I just. <laughs> no, yeah. I, get, I get it. I think that things happen uh, for you. They don't happen to you. They happen for you. And I think when people um, look at it from that perspective, that allows that trauma to manifest in you and then come out in positive ways. And, you know, and, and, and even though you didn't necessarily have any trauma, you're still an amazing advocate and you're finding wealth in, in those actions and wealth. I mean, I don't necessarily look at wealth in a financial aspect. I look at it from like, you know, an emotional standpoint from like, what, what kind of legacy are you leaving behind? What kind of interaction do you have with people? What do people say whenever they leave you? You know, how do you leave? Um, how do you make people feel? It's, it's those human connections. It's that ripple effect that you have. And, and I think that both of you are doing that. And that, that is what is most important that, um, you know, we've taken situations, experiences in our lives that have happened for us and then turned them into, you know, these fierce protectors of, um, of children and advocates and voices for, you know, the voiceless. And, and that, that is truly what is the most important thing. Yeah. I mean, because essentially that's what we are. We're bone men. We're bone ladies. You know, we are yeah. we're we're these street preachers out here preaching that message. You know, don't harm the little ones or the bone men will get you. I mean, we are we are out here letting people know that there's a problem. And yeah. I, I love I love people because there is no hierarchy to, to being a bone man, right? It, to being a bone man. It, there, there is no organization to it. It's a vibe. It's a spirit. It's a it's a way of life. And I I I I fit you know there's so many different groups that fit that vibe and I I accept them all and I you know welcome yep. them to my table because if you're going to if you're going to fight to protect children you're most welcomed at my table you know and same. I I feel you know, the same and I don't care what you know what your I don't care about your politics what your, or your religious religion. affiliation is yeah, what none you, of that yeah what what life you come from I don't care yeah. about anything if you vibe with me on protecting children you are always welcome yeah because the rest table. of it because the rest of it we can all agree to disagree we can all you know have our debates on and everything like that but when it comes to protecting children i think that you know like like tiktok advocate has said it is our duty to provide children a safe childhood and i feel that to my heart like i i take that with a fucking passion 
And I, I that's just I, this is something that I don't think I'll ever give up on uh, because it's it's important, and I think it's important for people to know. And it's like revolutions, you know, the flame of a revolution doesn't start as a raging fire; it starts with a spark, that's and right. it, it grows and builds over time. And that's all I want to do is spark off the flames of a revolution and get people to be talking about these things and get people to take action and to be inspired to move in those, in those ways and to help survivors. Because, you know, I, you know, it's all fun and games making, making posts about how I want to kill pedophiles and everything like that. But at the end of the fucking day though, too, there's survivors out there that need our love and support. And that's yeah. the duality I live in. Right. I, you know, death to pedophiles, but you know, support survivors. I mean, and, and that, that's important to me. And so um, I, I just, I just love it's what I have. Love is what I have to give and love is what I'm going to use for survivors. And the best thing I have is my voice, just like the rest of it. That's our best fucking weapon right now. And I just got to say, I have nothing but immense, you know, respect and love towards you because I know you're out here fighting. You know, I I know you're fighting for people on social, you know, out in the public on social media and behind the scenes. And when I when I ask people about you, a lot of love and respect is what I hear from them for you. You know, you have a lot of people that care about you. You have a lot of people that respect you. And, I, you know, I'm grateful to have you on here. I really am. Like, I I appreciate it. You know, you were one of my first people I thought about. Yeah, you you were when I got on TikTok and was wanting to interview people from TikTok. You were one of the first people I wanted on here. I've been wanting you on this podcast for a long time, and I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad. I'm glad I got you on here. Shit, I'm finally. Me too. Me too. Well, I want to say because I know we've been talking for almost two hours about a lot of different things. (laughs) Which this will probably be a two-parter episode, more than likely. Uh, Yeah, uh, have fun editing it. Oh yeah, no, no, no fucking worries on that. It'll, it'll be all right. It just piece them all together. But what I want to say is, um, you've learned so much over your time, you know, doing all this. What's your best advice you can give somebody that wants to get in this fight, and what they can do to keep helping? Just start talking. Just all you have to do is just start talking. You don't need to have any kind of professional training. You don't have to be someone with like a huge following i would say just start that's all you have to do start talking make your first post um the you will find your people you will connect with those people and i think like we like we have today like i would never know you guys had i never gotten on tiktok and started talking um and and i think the more people in here the more we unite the more we connect with each other and the more that we build a strong force out there and unify our voices that is what is so important so just start talking it could be at you know a local event it could be on social media but do it start it and then do it consistently and never quit because i promise even on the days that you feel like you can't go anymore you feel like you're not impacting somebody in a positive way you are there are people out there that you will never hear from that you've impacted in positive ways and I have been blessed to actually hear from some people that I have impacted in positive ways, but that I know that there are so many out there that um, I haven't heard from, but you were making a difference. So never doubt that. Start talking. Like you said, even if you impact one person, that's all that really matters. So that's what I would say. Have the intestinal fortitude. Stay in it. Connect with 
people like myself, like yourself, like Sabrina, um, and just keep going. That's the best advice I can, I can give. I, I, that's similar to what I tell people. Just, just take one step, you know, one step forward at a time. Make a yeah. post. Do something. Because you making one post is more than most people out there are, are will ne they'll never do it. Um, and so if you're in a position to be able to speak, to be able to say something, do it. Because um, there are so many people out there that can't, that would love to be able to, but they just can't. So do it. Just you know, it. I, and, and, and I'll tell all, all, anybody that's listening right now that all, all it takes is that one post. And I, and I have a very good story about that. One of my episodes on here, it's called Oh Father, Where Art Thou? One of the most heinous church abuse stories I've ever heard in my entire life. I, it's in the top top five, if not top ten for sure. Of um, I'm not going to go into details of it. Y'all can go listen to it. Just trigger warning for anybody that wants to hear that. Um, yeah. it's, very, it's very fucking heinous. But this one lady made a, one post on her TikTok about it and it came across my for you feed and i said look do you want to share because it? it wasn't even about her it was about another a, a girl that she knew she don't even know the girl's name her name was jane doe and the uh in the lawsuit and everything like that it was um but it was a very heinous case and she only made one video on it and it went and it spread like wildfire and See? i mean it, it's all, all it takes that one post to find mm -hmm. out about yep. something and that's how I was able to have her on the podcast, share her story and everything, share the story that she knew and everything like that. And that's all it takes, y'all. That's all it takes. Yep. Just that one post. And that's that's what it took for a lot of people to to follow me, which is sometimes it's just that one post. They see something that I whether it was my whether it was something motivational, whether it was something about men, men's mental health, whether it was something about, you know, anti-pedophile uh content that I make, uh or what we like to call my intrusive thoughts. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just, that's all it takes. That's really all it takes. And it just takes one step forward in front of the other. I mean, when I started, there was no, there was nobody. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anything about the trauma world. I didn't know about the troubled teen industry trauma. I didn't know about, fuck, I didn't even know about adoption trauma until I got oh, on TikTok. Yeah. You know, and so I, I, and, but yet I have, I have an, I have a series I've been dropping right now about at the time of this recording about Samantha Haynes, an adoptee who was also a troubled mm -hmm. teenager survivor who ended up killing a pedophile, you know, and went to prison for it for six years. I mean, I, you know, you just don't know until you make those posts until you, and you reach out to these people and you start yeah. learning from them. And it's not everybody wants to do a podcast. I got it. You know, I hell and not, and not everybody that's on my TikToks listen to my podcast. I have people that are going, you know, hey, what's your name? And 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 I and but they support the A Man Apart podcast. And I'm like, you know, I start every fucking episode out with, hey, this is Jeremy with A Man Apart podcast. So I already know that. Like, I I called somebody out on it the other day. I was like, see, I know you don't fucking listen to my podcast because you'd know my damn name by now. And I, but I get it, you know. Like I have one hour episodes. I and like actually, um, and some of them are longer than that. Sabrina's is almost three hours. You know, when I first interviewed her, it's a three. Yeah. I, I should have broken it up, but I didn't. But it was a three, a, a damn near three hour episode. I mean, but everybody would know that you know my name's Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I you know I, I made this for people to hear these stories. You know, people because yeah. there are people that go on long drives. There are people that. The, you know, the have stories are to hard listen. to hear. I will say though, like yeah. I have to, uh, I have to prepare myself to listen to some of yours. Um, yeah, because that that's some really, you know, it's some really yeah. difficult stuff. I think it's important for people to hear, but it is, it's hard. Yeah, 
And look, I get it. Like, I, I don't, it, I didn't make this for survivors, to be honest. I mean, I made it for survivors to have a voice, but I made it for regular yeah. people to listen and wake the fuck up. Like, that's why I made this. And so I agree, other people, regular yeah. people should absolutely listen to your podcast. I need to, mm-hmm. I actually need to share your podcast on. And for survivors, you're right, it is hard. Um, there's, there was a couple that I had to stop midway. I was yeah. just like, I can't, like, listen I know. To and, this and, and, and I learned, and, and I learned from that too. I've I've learned that uh, you know I try to encourage people not to go into too much gruesome detail, but I let people share whatever they want to share. Right? I mean, if you know, yeah. however deep they want to go into it is however deep they want to go into it. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take away from their story. However, I, I do like there are and there are good episodes I have. There's episodes where it's not even about anything about rape pedophilia. There's episodes where I mean I had one where I gave a, a love a love letter to survivors. Like I yeah. told him how I felt oh, about I them. To that, one. that was good. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's some stories are, you know, like you said, some, some are able, you're able to listen to some are not. And I understand. And I get, and I, anybody that's like, Oh, I couldn't listen to that. It's too rough. I, I look, I get, it. you know, I, I heard them in real time. There are stories that I'll never be able to put on this podcast because of the terms of service that even, even though Spotify is pretty good. Um, I can't put them on there because just because how heinous they are, you know? Um, yeah. And they're stuck in my head forever. Uh, but at the same time, though, I, I appreciate anybody that listens. I, and I'm, I'm so thankful and I'm glad. Hopefully this will be something that, you know, the people that support you will be able to listen to and get to know a little bit more about you on a deeper level. And that, cause that's what I want people to know is the you know, people on these on these profiles, you know, to know them on a deeper level, you know, and, yeah. and to know what they're about, and what they're passionate about. And I'm so thankful for you. And I, that's pretty much what I have to say on it. I mean, I just. Not nothing but love for you, Amy. Nothing but respect well, I for you. you. Oh, yeah, thank I love you. your videos. They're very witty and your clapbacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I want to go in there and clap back for him. Like, no, mama's got this. I'm just gonna learn. Mama's got this. You know. Yeah. Yes, I am the clapback queen. <laughs> they always yeah. get me in trouble, though. My my clapbacks always get me in trouble. <laughs> Uh, but I know I, I see them and I go, damn, you know, you got, you, you, you do, you do give some good responses out and everything like that. And I, I gotta say, I got a lot of love for you. And, and I hope that, uh, people get to know you better than just your clapback videos. They actually get to see what you're really about. And I, yeah. I encourage anybody that if they, if they have a problem with you to at least go in and, and consume the rest of her content, because when I make videos about certain things, you know, people, I, I, I had to sit back and, this is where I had to learn how to practice my empathy for people. Right. I had a video I made about uh, Christianity and about how I felt about the church as well. What happened was, was that this lady just heard the first few seconds and made a snap judgment. And I, you know, it was like going all Christians are pedophiles. I'm like, okay. Um, Or no, like they're just pedophile. Christians are just pedophiles. And I'm like, who are you referring to? Or no, she said, I'm sorry, stop. Let me reverse back. Uh, cause I'm trying to remember it cause she deleted the comments is what happened. Uh, but it was, it was did. for a good, but no, 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 no. But it was for a good reason. Cause, cause I made her think and I made her stop and think. And oh, okay. And yeah. so what it was that she was going, I, I don't support pedophiles. And I'm like going, well, who are you referring to? And then she goes for well, Christians. And I'm like going, are you saying that I'm a pedophile? Are you saying I'm a pedophile supporter? Yeah. Have you seen, and, you know, and, and I, and I said, you might want to go and take a look at some of my content 
and everything like that. And I even went deeper with her. I said, you know, I don't support pedophiles in churches. And in fact, I, I'd encourage you to go take a look at, at this playlist and uh, or go take a look at these videos and everything. And then she went back and actually right. looked at them. She goes, I'm so sorry. I, I made a snap. I, I was wrong and I made a snap judgment. And then she deleted the, the comments because she well, and good. I was able to and I was yeah, I was able to change somebody's perspective because even I get defensive, even when I get even I'll even I'll get a little I, I call it me getting a little cunty with people and I'll, I'll say, well, have yeah. you not seen my have you not heard my podcast? Have you not seen my videos? You know, right. uh, be like Samuel Jackson. Have you not seen my movies? No. But, um, <laughs> I, you, you know, and, and then, then I, I take I took a step back and I go, hey, you know what? I was a little defensive on this. I, I and I went a little deeper into it and I said, and I just encourage you to go and actually go look at my content and, and to go see what I'm really about and everything. And I hope maybe I could just change your mind and perspective on who I am. And I have, and I'm glad I do that because, you know, it's easy for us to get defensive. It's easy, it's easy for us to go and, you know, snap back on somebody and, and everything like that. But at the same time, I, I, when I, or before I do that, I go, why are they making this statement? Yeah. Why are I they think saying that that's the bigger statement? issue? Yeah. People and, always have, I, I think it's important to find the reason behind people's motivations and their reactions to things. And that's why, like, I don't, I, I try to never make snap judgments. I, you know, I do sometimes, but. Yeah, um, well, we all do. We're all I, guilty of it. I'm I, guilty of it. Yeah. yeah. I like to, if people have a bad reaction to certain things, I like to have a genuine conversation to try and understand that person and you know, and basically just say, well, tell me more about that. Tell me why you feel that way, you know, because there is typically a reason, just like whenever I come across any kind of child advocate, I want to know their story because I know there is a story. I have a story. We all have stories, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's important. And that's why I, that's one of the things that I love about your podcast is that you give the survivors a voice and allow them to tell their story. Um, and, and that's, I think, is what is most important um, for the survivor to empower them, but then also to, for people to really understand someone else and their perspective and, you know, be able to have some sympathy for them. So yeah. I get it. I appreciate it. Well, look, I think we've been on this for about two hours. I think it's been a really good interview. Yeah. And I think we've said a lot. And I, 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 look, you know, you're always welcome to come back on the podcast. I will I will come back once I get the website up and uh, ready to go, Give uh, you know, in a couple of months. Um, once of course. Things on, I will be happy to come back. I appreciate both of you. Um, and I am forever grateful for people like you using your voices to combat the evil that is happening in society um, because there are not a lot of people that are doing that. So it's special people like you two that um, I'll always have, you know, the utmost appreciation and the deepest respect for. So love you both. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you Thank for you, coming. I love you so much. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you so Thank much. You guys, I'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. So I'm going to tell you what I told you at the beginning of this episode. Use your voices because they matter. You who are listening right now, and I know you're listening right now, your voice matters. There are a lot of you who know me off of TikTok and see my videos. 
and I'll tell the ones that aren't on TikTok right now or that don't know that I'm on TikTok. And if you don't, and if you have TikTok and you not follow me on there, you can find my uh, TikTok link in the description of this episode, by the way. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. But anyway, for those of you that don't know on TikTok, I had to count back to how many people I've helped in this one regard because like a couple weeks ago, almost a month ago now, I had five people in one week tell me they didn't commit suicide because of my videos. Now that fucking broke my heart. And it, it made me cry. It touched me. It really, it was really touching to hear that. And I went back and looked. And I, as far as I know, right now, it's 24 people. In, in less than a year's time, 24 people didn't kill themselves because of my voice. Me. Right, this foul mouth chucklehead that you hear and that you're continuously listening to. Twenty-four people. That shocked the shit out of me. Some people I knew, and some I didn't, and some I, you know, have just I had to go back and look, and I just couldn't believe it. Holy shit, you know, and it really stunned me. And I say all that to tell you that your voice does matter. There are people that are going to care about you. You know, I I used to think that, you know, people really didn't give two shits about me. It's just what I could, what I can give to people. It's what they cared about, right? Because I run a business with my wife and everything like that. And so, you know, I, and I know people love me and I know people take, I know people think affectionately of me. But when I jumped into this world... Nobody knew any of that about me. This was all fresh for them. This was not like people I grew up with. This was not people that knew me off of Facebook and everything. They didn't know jack shit about me. And to find the love and the fam, the sense of family with people, it, it's an overwhelming feeling. And it's a good feeling, though. And I just I adore each and every single one of you that have supported me. And for the ones that have talked to me on the phone, that we've talked in private, I love each and every single one of y'all. A lot of y'all are like family to me. And there's some people I just, I proudly, with my whole chest out, call either brother or sister. Because y'all are family. You are my heroes. A lot of you that fight for these children, a lot of you that fight for survivors and victims and everything like that, y'all are my heroes. Fuck all these celebrities that don't give a shit. You know, those ain't heroes to me. My heroes are the ones that are on, that are hitting these streets, that are in these, uh, on these platforms, using their voices to change people's lives. Those are my heroes. And for the most part on TikTok, I'm friends, or mutuals, as they, they'd call them, with all of my heroes except for one. And if you've been listening to my TikToks, you know which one it is, and that's Mr. J.D. DeLay. So if you if you know who J.D. DeLay is, he is very he's an uh, ex-convict who basically he has a very strong stance against pedophiles, very strong. And on top of that, he also deals in addiction recovery, and he's really changed my mindset on how I viewed addicts and my perception of them. And uh, that's the only hero I have that is not mutuals with me on TikTok. 
I mean, for fuck's sakes, I got Chris Hansen as as a uh, as a mutual on TikTok, you know. But JD Delay, no, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I say all that to say this though is that you don't know who your heroes are until you just go into this world and you get to see these wonderful individuals and these people who are just fighting relentlessly, day in and day fucking out, nonstop. I mean, just non-fucking-stop. And I love them. Because those are warriors. Those are people that we should respect. And those are people we should try to emulate. And try to do the same thing they're doing. Which is using their using their voices to the fullest extent. That's all you gotta do. You don't gotta go hunt pedophiles. If that's not something you wanna do, you ain't gotta go do that. If you wanna... Do an inspirational word of kindness or something like that and be nice to somebody. You can do that too. I mean, that's what, I, mean I, I do a mixture of things. I do some funny videos on TikTok. I do inspirational videos. I do healing videos. I do my pedophile call-out videos. I, I do episode drops and, and just random stuff sometimes because it's good to kind of break away from just, you know, hunt pedophiles, bury pedophiles, hate pedophiles everything like that, it's good to kind of break away from all that and to show people, you know, more than just your hatred for pedophiles. Some people just want to see your love. So I encourage anybody, if you're coming from, for love or from protection or whatever it is, just put your voice out there. People care about that. And I think it's important to have that out there. So for the rest of you that have been listening... Uh, this whole way through, and you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you'll do me a big favor and go and share this on your platforms, on your different social medias. Where the, look, I don't have any kind of following on Twitter. So if you have people you know on Twitter, go share this on Twitter. Uh, if you're on Facebook, I'm on Facebook. It's a Man Apart podcast. You can just find It's a public group. Uh, you'll definitely find who I am on there. And, you know, let me know. And just... Share it out there to the world. It'd be really appreciated, you know, and there's a lot of different episodes you can listen to. If you're a survivor, I will tell you to go listen to episode, I think, 39, which is called uh, To All Survivors, My Love Note. I've had a lot of survivors come back to me with that, and I, me and Amy even talked about it on this part of, the, uh, this, part of this interview as well because she's listened to some of my other episodes and privately has come back to me and told me, like, there's some she just couldn't finish because they were that bad, and they are heavy. I do I do understand that. You know, and, and if you do share this with people, say, hey, look, this is some really heavy subjects. If you're a survivor of any heinous traumas, you know, just t- heed the trigger warnings. But for those who are not survivors, those who don't know how bad this world is, they need to hear this podcast. And for those of you that are listening, y'all are the ones that can help them hear it because... I know y'all, but I don't know who y'all know. See what I'm saying? And you can just tell how Southern I am when I say y'all, right? <laughs> anyway, if you got something out of this, if you enjoyed this interview, or if you found it to just be pleasant as far as to learn something about somebody, or just it, it did something for you, share it. Because it can help somebody, give them a different perspective. You know, I don't 
I don't go and teach him. I don't go teach people a lot of things and everything like that. I'm not into into too many facts and figures. I'm more about the story of a person and what makes them tick and why they believe what they believe in and just who they are, right? And it's good to know that about people. So, if you don't mind, again, please share this. It would help out the podcast immensely. And if you're still listening to this point, there's some other options as well. If you want to help out the podcast, you don't have to. It's not required. I don't. It's not mandatory at all because my podcast is free for anybody to listen to. The only thing you got to really listen to is some cheesy host red ad that I do usually at the beginning or the end of these things. And the other option is... Uh, the other option I want to talk about is that there is listener support. So when you go into the descriptions of this episode, you'll see at the bottom of the description, it'll say, support this podcast. There's three different options. You have a $1, a $5, or a $10 option, right? And you can donate that monthly to the podcast. And it goes to helping toward paying for marketing. It'll go toward helping, you know, getting Sabrina paid as well for all the time and effort that she's put into this podcast with me because I want, you know, because I want her to be compensated as well and everything. So if I can get that growing and going, it will help out, you know, and if you can't do anything like that, because look, I know the economy's fucked up right now, y'all. I'm not expecting anybody to really give me any of their hard-earned money at all. I don't expect it out of you. So just know that, and I'm not mad or angry or, or even sad or like, oh, come on, guys. You No, I'm not going to do all that. But for people that have asked me in the past, can, how can you know? How can I help? That can help, and it can grow. And the biggest help is telling people about my podcast. If you just tell people and share it with them and get it to them where it's easy access, you know, share the links to it. That will help me immensely because they can they can get something out of it, and they might find the courage to want to share their story. Some people have found the courage to start their own podcast, so that's why I'm always adamant about sharing this because if I can spark off the flame of somebody's revolution, that's what I'm going to do. Well, look, y'all, I've already rambled on for almost 11 minutes and I hope you enjoyed that, (laughs) but I know y'all got to get going. If for those of you that have stayed around the longest to this point, to this end, just know I immensely love you and I'm grateful for you and I appreciate everything you do. And if you have, if you have listened all the way to the end and you're on my TikTok, whatever video you find next on me, just type in Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. All right. Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. Because I want to see who actually listens all the way to the end. You do that for me. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. I probably, I might get maybe two or three of y'all. Prove me wrong though. Right. So I love y'all. Be safe. Have a good day. Remember. The bowmen see, and the bowmen never forget. Much love, we must carry on. Bye.